Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And folks, let me tell you, we're about to watch the wildest fucking episode of this show. Oh, it's 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 nutty, but it's not the wildest. Jordan? Yeah. This episode is banana. Like, just one banana? Yes. Okay. It's all concentrated into a single banana. I mean, is it crazier than someone standing out in the rain all night? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we're about to watch the episode where, you know, Sailor Moon dies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, for a second. (laughs) Let's, let's do. Yeah, that's that. You're getting to the weird part. All right. All right. Let's, 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 let's do it the natural way. We're going to be watching episode 149 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Mirrors of Dreams, the Amazon's Last Age. And to help us out with that, we are proud to welcome to the show, technically welcome back to the show, because she was on a chibi-sode. Sure. Very sure. We are pleased to welcome friend of the show, Kel McDonald, to official Sailor Business for the first time. Kel, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Quite good. Quite good. Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's, we're recording much, much later than we usually do, so I might fall asleep. Oh! I'm sorry I have Dracula hours and live on the West Coast. No, it's it's actually fine. Like, it is a normal time. This is actually when I record the podcast that I've been recording for 10 years. <laughs> so you'd think I would be used to it. I just had a long day. Aw. All right. So, Kel... Uh, since this is your first time on the actual core franchise, Sailor <laughs> Business, the original classic. Original recipe. Original recipe. Extra crispy, Sailor Business. No, that's the chibi soap. I get, it is, what's, it's Nashville hot, is that Xena Warrior Biz? <laughs> Xena Warrior Biz is like when there's a Taco Bell in the KFC. Uh, yeah, Xena Warrior Business is a double down. Kel, what's your history with Sailor Moon? (laughs) So I would wake up at six in the morning to watch it when it ran on like basic uh, TV, like local network stuff. Yeah. Um, And that's how I watched the first two seasons when I was very, very little. And then it started to air S and Super S. On Toonami when I was in middle school. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you were watching the first two seasons as a grade schooler? Yes. Age appropriate? Yes. Well as Chibi Kel. Chibi Kel. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I okay. also remember one time I was grounded and could not watch TV and waking my mom up crying because I could not watch Sailor Moon. We've all been there. <laughs> so. 
what what were your thoughts? I know that you are a big magical girl person. Yes. That's a weird way to put that. I guess big fan of magical girls is a better way to put it. I know yes. that you're a large gestalt organism made of magical girls, Kel. <laughs> wow. Uh, a megazord of girls. Yes. Uh, so did how how much of that was rooted directly in Sailor Moon? Um, so I really liked Sailor Moon growing up, and then I really liked Buffy growing up, and I think it was because those are one of the few shows where the girls got to be the main characters that fought. Yeah, yeah. So you're a big fighting fan. And, and also, as we like, discussed, they are the same show. Yeah. yeah. Buffy just is a huge Sailor Moon ripoff. Clearly. I mean, homage. Let's be generous. It's <laughs> it is, Sailor Moon is the uh, Akira Kurosawa to Buffy's Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Or uh, is Sailor Moon Magnificent Seven? No, I guess Buffy would be the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, Buffy's the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> yeah, Seven Samurai yes. would be the original. I, I screwed that, that one buddy. up. I screwed that one up. <laughs> yes, you sure did. Oh. I was also, uh, Jordan, I don't know if you remember, but I was the one who sent you a very long explanation on why it is not a coincidence that Buffy's in the Hellmouth. It's been a while. But I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I sent you like 20 tweets about it. <laughs> so did you have the experience, Kill, of like really identifying with a particular Sailor Scout? I really liked Jupiter when I was very little. Like I wanted to be Jupiter when I grew up. Did it happen? How tall are you? I am the same height as <laughs> Jupiter. I cannot cook for shit, though. So that did not happen. I just, my, my mind is blown by this. I mean, again, speaking of coincidences, this coincidence that pretty much across the board, when we say, who's your favorite scout? Somebody says Jupiter. They're the same height as her. Okay, here's the thing, though, is Jupiter is the average height for white women. Okay. All right. That's fair. Which is tall for Asian women. Right. Okay. Uh, I think the average height for white men is 5'10", which is, I think, the same height as Uranus. Hmm. So right. Uranus is super tall. I'm as tall as Sailor Uranus. Oh, I'm, I'm slightly below average then. Wow. A handsome boy, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uranus might be 5'8". Uh, I might be mixing it up, but... I'm 5'9". I'm, I'm almost 5'11". Oh almost. my goodness. Is that when you spike your hair? Or? Yeah, that's when, that's why I had a mohawk for so long. <laughs> uh, then in middle school, I liked Sailor Saturn because she could blow up the world. Sure. And that was really the extent of it. And nothing you have ever said to me has made more sense than that, given what I know about you. <laughs> and then when I got older and back into Sailor Moon as an adult, I was like, you know, I think I'm back on the Jupiter train. But I also really like <laughs> Sailor Uranus. So did you have that group of, of friends as a kid who were all in Sailor Moon? Or was this a, a lone passion for you? This is a, all of my passions as a child were lone <laughs> passions. <Aww. laughs> yeah, been there, buddy. Been there. Uh, none of my friends watched Buffy either. It was a tragedy. Wow. Where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Waltham, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Boston. That, that seems like the kind of place where people would watch Buffy. Well, Salem's right there. Uh, so wh which do you like better? If you had to pick, which would you prefer? Buffy or Sailor Moon? Um... And we will not tell any of your editors. 
I'm king. I'm gonna go with Buffy. Wow. All right. Well, okay. this has been fun. <laughs> You're kicking me off the show. Unbelievable. How dare you? Just oh. after her 40th birthday, how dare you betray <laughs> Soggy like this? Uh, I did put a Sailor Moon cameo in one of the Buffy stories I wrote. Oh, what's the cameo? It was the free comic book day uh, Buffy high school years thing. It was Xander takes Buffy to a comic shop and a little girl's buying Sailor Moon. Terrific. And that little girl was Kel McDonald. That little girl's name was Rainy, and like three <laughs> people tweeted at me about it instead of like the 20 people I was expecting to tweet me about it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, again, I, I, I find Sailor Moon is Sailor Moon was just waiting for this rebirth. It was just under the surface of everyone's mind, uh, waiting for someone to scratch it and unleash all the magical girl energy. I feel like as soon as this resurgence began you are off on some nephrite shit right now by the way <laughs> yes sailor moon is reaching peak energy we will harvest it the movement of the stars rules everything that's the only time i'll ever say that because it's obviously oh not my true. god <laughs> so kill did you ever have a period where you drifted away from sailor moon and then came back to it and kind of rediscovered it or was it always there so in college, I kind of drifted away because I was reading other comics for the first time. Yep. And then Makes when sense. did you come back? When it was like they were announcing that Crystal was getting made and yeah. that made me like, and then they released, uh, Kodansha released the tran- retranslations. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that got me into like reinvigorated interest in it. I think it fell away because there just wasn't legal Sailor Moon shit that I could get. Right, right. Yeah, I think a lot of people have had that same experience. Like, I I was kind of the same way, where I always really liked Sailor Moon and remembered really liking Sailor Moon, but you just couldn't get it anywhere. Like, it wasn't being shown on TV. It it wasn't... Uh, it, it existed on Jordan's iPod and nowhere uh-huh, else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, again, and, it, and it's sad that it was gone, but I'm again, I'm super glad it's back. And a lot of that had to do with translation stuff. Because they didn't have the rights to the old old translations anymore. And I don't know that they'd want to put them out even if they did. Uh, oh, well. But, you know, at the same time, if it hadn't been such a big deal when it came back with Crystal, we wouldn't be here probably doing this show. Yeah. And when it came back, like they announced that Crystal was getting made. That's when I made uh, my comic Misfits of Avalon, which is about magical girls that are jerks. And that, that inspired you to do it? Sailor Moon? Yeah. Coming back? That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. So, Kel, uh, what do you think of the Miracle Romance? The actual Miracle Romance that's canon or your your ship? <laughs> I feel like you said it in a very dismissive way, first of all. <laughs> oh, that was adorably wonderful. I'm uh, so happy you did that. Thank you so second much. Second of all, we'll start with we'll start with Naoko Takeuchi's ship and get to mine. Oh. <laughs> um, so I didn't mind it in the anime because since I was so little watching the first two seasons where Mamaru's a jerk, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. really remember him being such a jerk by the time I watched it the later seasons in middle school. Because what we're watching now with uh, Super S and what you guys were just watching now with S, like 
Mama's just kind of there for those. So I was like, I could take or leave him. He's lost, honestly, without him being a jerk, he lost a lot of personality. (laughs) They they didn't replace it with anything. No, they didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I like him more in the manga. So I was kind of like, on average, more pro rather than for or against anything. Okay. Okay. All right. And what do you think of all of my preponderance of evidence? Uh, I strongly disagree because Mercury's one true love is math and (laughs) convinced me otherwise. Look, uh, that's that's the only acceptable uh, disagreement (laughs) for cookbook. (laughs) <laughs> Mercury is one true lover's math I don't And any feelings on Chibiusa? So again like I didn't really remember The first two seasons that well And I also watched them When I was the same age as Chibiusa So I didn't right. think she was that annoying Huh And then her And Saturn's friendship I really liked uh, So I came out More net positive on Chibiusa when you were watching season four for the first time, were you also in love with a horse? No. <laughs> okay, good. That's very important to know. I thought you were going to ask like a real question, which is, did <laughs> being the same age as Chibiusa, like, did you wind up identifying more with her? Well, I told you Saturn was my favorite. So. Right. Well, I guess that, that kind of tracks. She's yeah. young. Yeah, Saturn is only like a few years older than Chibiusa, so. Now, okay, All let right. me ask you this. So when you're watching season three for the first time, I assume, as a, as, a, as a young person, I assume you weren't reading into their relationship anything the way that a lot of people do. Is that accurate? Um, I had the internet. Oh, so you so... were. <laughs> so I knew all about okay. that. Uh... <laughs> Interesting. All right. Good to know. And it was also since I was the right age, I was like, oh, that's cute. And didn't really make the connection adults were making that content. And that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's that's all very sensible. I actually find it really frustrating of all the things that are very, very frustrating in Sailor Moon Super S, which is all of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I find it really frustrating that they always put all of this work into these characters that go away and with the villains fine the villains go away at the end of the season but like there's four sailor scouts out there there's an uh, they're coming back chris wow i know that but it's it's been a long time since we've seen uh, and that's also partly why i like the manga better because they while they do go away they don't go away for that long uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Only like a few chapters, and then they come back. Because everything, everything is so fast in the moment. Yeah. But they also come in at the end of the Fighting the Dead Moon Circus. How long, how many chapters of the manga are the Amazon trio in? Only one. They like are introduced and immediately killed. Wow. <laughs> wow. When, when we finally sit down and do manga business, I think it is going to be, we're going to have to keep a like time a timed body count yeah how it's many like, these characters show up and then are murdered it's they're the expendable monster of the week not like the lemur or whatever they're called the episode we're Lemurous. watching today is their 22nd episode i think is that accurate yep yeah 22 episodes 
of them. That's longer than many American television seasons. Yes. Yeah. And they're in one chapter of the manga. Yep. So are we ready uh, to get into it then? Yeah. All right. Let's get to our episode. You can always tell when I'm in a different tab because it takes me a while to get back to it to cue up the music. (laughs) So I speak with a lot of pauses. This week, we are going to be watching episode 149 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Mirror of Dreams, the Amazon's last stage. And uh, it was written by Yoji Enokido, directed by Hiroki Shibata, and the animation director was Katsumi Tamagai. Uh, And it originally aired on October 21st, 1995. Ooh, it's almost Halloween. Chris, did you, did you look? Did I, did I look to see what the title was? No. Was it, it's almost Halloween? No, no, of course not. It's just, you don't usually read all that stuff before you guess. That's why I was. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually, it lined up perfectly so that the (laughs) English dub episode section of Wikimoon is right at the bottom of my screen. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So what I'm guessing is that uh, when H. Reginald Cloverway went down into the translation office and he saw that title, he was like, no, too wordy. Yes, you are correct. It was too wordy. They were like, let's get it down to two words. Obviously, one of those two words has to be. Has to be what? The word that is said most in the episode. Mirror. Oh, come on. No. (laughs) Is it not mirror? Because they say mirror a whole fucking lot. But there's another word they say a slightly more. What? I don't, like, I was going to say if it's two words, it's probably like, fuck off, guys. <laughs> like, That's way more than two words. Okay. The, well, one more is not way more than two. All right. What is Sailor Moon full of? Dreams. There you go. Okay. That's the second word. What if, mm-hmm. what if they were going to last forever? like eternal dreams yep that's a bad name for this episode (laughs) sure it is (laughs) like here's the thing it's almost a good name for this episode is it yeah like it sounds like a sailor moon episode right oh sure sure sailor moon episode 149 eternal dreams makes perfect sense it's a bad name for this episode (laughs) yeah it's not a good name for an episode um it could have been way more specific, but what are you going to do? So do let's you know talk about this. Aired in America, I do because I'm looking at it right now. It was almost Halloween, if that's what you're wondering. Yeah, yeah. It aired on October 25th, 2000. It's almost Halloween. <laughs> Not until 2000. Wow, that was a uh, pretty five years later. Five years later. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Like I was a child when the first two I saw, and then I was in middle school with the these two seasons which which uh, by the way I, I i don't even i was in my third year of college at that point <laughs> so i'm an old man Good uh, let's see october of 2000 i had graduated high school so i was wearing a lot of like like the all over print club shirts with like superman and spider-man on them oh. you know what i'm talking about oh wait no actually i was i was in my fourth year of college and less than a year away from being married Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's almost Halloween here in the year 2000. Almost Halloween. Um, it's I almost Halloween. A link to just the place where my 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 uh, stream of this was paused, and for some reason, the Amazon Trio's faces are so ugly. Like the art is awful on their faces, right there. Yeah, it's Tiger pretty bad. The tiger's <laughs> eyes looking pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna, need to, you're gonna need to crop that out and put that up on twitter for our listeners okay it's awful um sure uh so yeah let's go ahead and get into the wildest episode of sailor moon of oh, all time i'm calling it so. if you say it's, so this one how can you that's, what is weirder than this that's why i picked this episode chris yeah yeah this episode is the weird here's the weirdest part of it it makes sense. Oh, <laughs> if, by the by, the internal logic that has been set up on the television show Sailor Moon Supers, everything that happens in this episode makes sense. Like in some that ways, is one of the things that is so weird about in it. In some ways, I feel like the next episode is weirder, but that's fine. Let's let's get into this. Don't get me wrong. The next episode is very weird, but it's like they had a switch, right? at uh at toei mm-hmm. uh and somebody walked in and they're like oh it's been stuck on bad this whole time but the only other setting is weird <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred percent one or the other <sighs> all right let's do this so it starts exactly where last episode ended with fish eye out in the rain being sad and sailor moon coming up and saying uh you how can you be my rival in love if you're sitting there all bummed out just friending at her so hard yeah. using her friend superpower which is her true true power yeah uh, but there's also a creepy eye there taking pictures oh yeah. you're right you're right creepy eye is spying zircon yeah zircon flaps away i don't know why the rain doesn't put out his eyeball fire and again i called him an, a he sorry <laughs> It's very weird because he's creeping around taking pictures of ladies. Well, actually, that's only one lady. So, God, I'm I'm screwing up everything here. Sorry, sorry. Well, in the old dub, it's a dude. Yeah, in the old dub, it's a a lady. Sorry. No, like in the old old dub, um, Zarconia is a dude. Oh, Zarconia is a dude. Yes, in the old in the old dub, the the yes, uh, Madame Zarconia is, I guess, Uh, Mister Zarconia. I don't know. They don't call yeah. him that. Usagi brings Fisheye home. Which is so weird already. It's super weird. <laughs> like, it, again, this makes sense. Usagi is a... She is nothing if not a friend. Right. But the only experience she has had with this, what she thinks is a woman, is that this woman tried to steal her boyfriend very aggressively and then was sad. And 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 also was like, your figure's terrible. Oh yeah, insulted her <laughs> to her insulting. face. Yeah. <laughs> so Usagi makes her some. But tea. now Usagi can see that she is sad in the rain and therefore needs help and a friend. Uh, uh, she's she's right. She does. Uh, except then, what happens is uh, <laughs> Fisheye mentions Mamoru. And Yusagi starts freaking out. Wait, what? Uh, what? You saw Mamoru again? What is going on? Uh, what was the What was the context? Where was it? What was? <laughs> Please tell me what is going on. I need all the details. Also, stop making passes at him. Yes, yes. Uh, she freaks out at, at Fisheye. You You are glossing over the weirder part of that, Please. which is that 
Fisher's eye just casually drops. So I hear you got a lot of dreams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, again, makes perfect sense in the context of the show, but is a weird thing to say. Yeah. I also really like when Yusagi is asking her a bunch of questions and Fisheye is just not saying anything. And Yusagi goes, what's with all this awkward silence? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. I, I need us to discuss this because you you will remember... Uh, faithful listeners will remember last season when they were looking into pure hearts. We had a lot of discussions over what that meant. What is this heart? Is it a metaphoric heart? Is it is it their actual hearts turned into what, what makes them pure? Are they pure as in what as in uh, un unfilthy? <laughs> Are they pure as in just that's all they're made of is heart? Um, I, that word that we all know, unfilthy. Unfilthy, yes. I, what I, yes. Okay, whatever. Unfilthy. I have a similar question about dreams because for most of this season, we have been talking about dreams and I have pretty much thought they were talking about dreams like Good night, everybody. I'm going to bed. Hey, I had a dream about Pegasus. Or no, it's like ambitions and stuff. Right. But that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> like, none of this makes a ton of sense. So on one level, it, it makes more sense that you would envy someone who has a lot of aspirations, not a, someone who has a lot of dreams at night. Uh, but I don't think Yusanki has a lot of aspirations. No, her aspiration is very focused, and it is to marry Mabara. Yeah. That's it. Well, which is that's an aspiration, like. But that's it. That's it. The one she's not full of dreams. She has one dream. But her mom was like, "I just want my kids to get married in pretty wedding dresses." Like, <laughs> that's true. And that was like the second episode. That is true. You're right. Okay, Jordan, you're you're thinking that this is you're full of dreams, like you have a lot of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Usagi is full of dreams in that she She's has one dream one that's dream very big. That... Yeah. It fills her up. Yeah, it fills her up. And and also, we know she will achieve that dream. Y yes, yes. It is her moon destiny. So, okay, now let's hold on a second. Let's talk about this again. If Pegasus is hiding in people's nighttime dreams, I understand that. If Pegasus is hiding in people's aspirations i don't know what the fuck is going on is well no because he has to be in that dream even when they're not asleep so if he could only be in someone's nighttime dream then he has to basically not be in chibiusa's dreams when she's awake I do want to take a moment real quick just to point out that jordan you were you literally just said I understand that if Pegasus is hiding in the nighttime dreams. Because, because, okay. Which is a bonkers sentence. It's because I've read a lot of Sandman. <laughs> so I think of that as being like, no, oh, he's in the realm of dreams. It's fine. He's, he's hanging out with, uh. I think you have figured out now how Sailor Moon Supers could be worse. <laughs> is if instead of Pegasus, it was Morpheus the Dream King. <laughs> but hang on. But okay. So now if, if Pegasus is living inside of her aspirations, then, then he, he's incepting her. <laughs> he's making her love him by being in her aspirations. Um, I don't know if I should spoil shit for you guys or not. <laughs> oh, probably not then. I, I look forward to finding it's, out. 
None of it makes sense. It's just this is now we know that Inception is a ripoff of Sailor Moon 2. That's fine. Yeah, Buffy, Inception, <laughs> all of these things just stolen, stolen from the the master, <laughs> Naoko Takeuchi, who got it all done in one episode. <laughs> Yeah, One who knocked it out did not have time for this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So there, so the dreams are definitely aspirations. Um, I have more questions about dreams, but I think we can wait until later, a little bit later, when when they talk about it a little bit more. So yeah. So <sighs> wait, but hold on. I'm sorry. Nope. Hold on. Sorry. 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 But we know that Fisheye has an aspiration. All three of them do. It is to be human. But the thing is, is they clearly is don't because they just hang out in a bar and do nothing until they're yelled at. They have two aspirations to be human and to get some. <laughs> listen, listen. But they listen. didn't have that to get be human like aspiration <laughs> until like five seconds ago. That's accurate. But Kel, they really wanted to get some. <laughs> Kill you and yeah. I are freelancers. Yes. Jordan, you're an editor who works Correct. primarily with freelancers. Accurate. You know that it's perfectly possible to just hang out all day until you're yelled at and t- before you do any work and still have aspirations. Yes, very much so. Uh, Chris, I'm very productive. You're, you, no, <laughs> Kel, you are very productive. I frequently don't have anyone yelling at me because I mostly self-publish. Yeah. But you, you, you've, you've met other freelancers, though. <laughs> yes. You have, for instance, met me. Yes. Yeah. And I, ha- I organize an anthology called Cautionary Fables and Fairy Tales, so I have herded those cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what editing is like, Chris, herding cats. So one of the things that Usagi says while she's talking to Fisheye is that Memru is the most handsome man in the world. Yep. And that's the uh, that's the giveaway. Her her word choice hath betrayed her. Well, it's not just that he's the most handsome. Man. I feel like it's also her tone of voice, yeah. the way she says, and even the even the what she says about that, because she they, she says stuff about like, uh, you know, yeah, you might. I admire your taste or appreciate your taste. Right, or... right, right. Whereas at, when she was Sailor Moon, she said something similar, except like I, I, I don't appreciate your taste or something like that. <laughs> In fact, when she was saying it, I remember thinking, didn't she say that exact same thing before? And then they, they showed me the flashback. So, yeah, basically. Yeah, it was just in there for you. Thank you. I, 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 I thanked the episode and it, it said, you're welcome. Did it say you're welcome? Yes. If, if it's talking back, that might be a problem. Also, Yusagi gets really mad because Fisheye is being very, uh, very, uh, 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 she calls him Mamo all the time. And Yusagi's like, oh, you're you're being familiar, familiar yes. with my boyfriend. Stop yes, yes, it. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. calling him Mamo. Can you cut that out? Because uh, not only that, but Japanese has different mm-hmm. like pronouns and stuff for when you're referring to like a friend or a superior or a casual acquaintance, and that can sometimes make it hard to translate. So Fisheye starts kind of poking around the Eskino household because we actually do. Uh, I was wrong. I previously said that another episode was the last appearance of Usagi's parents, but we do get a brief appearance from Mikuko here. Audio appearance, right? Audio appearance. I, well, do we see her? I thought we I saw her. Remembers very briefly. Maybe it was the last on-screen appearance. Yeah. Yeah. She calls Usagi away to do a chore. 
Yes. Uh, so Fisheye, who now suspects that Usagi is Sailor Moon, is going to look for evidence. And what she sees... Or, no, she just sees Chibi Usa, and I feel like it's not so much she was looking for evidence, but more she was going, oh, there's a tiny pink-haired child, and Sailor Moon also hangs out with the tiny pink-haired child. I wonder if this pink-haired child is Chibi Moon. I keep calling Fisheye she. Yeah, I apologize it's, it's, uh, for that. I forget if I which pronoun I used. The point is, Chibi Usa is walking around her house going, Pegasus, uh... <laughs> Hey, Pegasus! Let's chat! <laughs> hey, what's up, Pegasus? Hey, Pegasus, who lives in my beautiful dreams, how's it going? It's, a, it's a, Chibi's lucky Akoku doesn't walk in on this every night. Yeah. I thought that she was still brainwashing Akoku, so... Probably, probably. Maybe that's why she don't care. I don't know why Usagi didn't use the brainwashing tea on Fisheye, but there you are. Well, Usagi doesn't know that's Fisheye, though. Ah, uh, good point, good point. Yeah. And Fisheye is so shocked that he begins turning back into a fish. <laughs> but more like turning back into a gill man. No, and, but not even really. It's just, it, that's another flashback. It's, this is another memory of, hey, the only way to stay oh, human. We uh, do get a cuckoo on screen. We do. Very briefly. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. So just another flashback of, hey, the only way you could stay human is if you get the gold crystal out of Pegasus' head. Which made me write down, oh... So Pegasus is less like a unicorn and more like a soldier with a big hunk of shrapnel stuck in his head. <laughs> that is why they're calling Pegasus Pegasus. No, it's like it's it's like it's like harvesting ivory. It, well, it's, you're saying it's like harvesting ivory, except it's a crystal. Yeah, it's it's a magic flying dream horse, Jordan. No, I don't know. It I don't buy have it. A crystal horn. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like it got a, a, a big hunk of crystal embedded in his head. I can't wait till you guys find out Pegasus's backstory. That's gonna I be fun. Am absolutely not looking forward to it. <laughs> a landmine went off, blew up a crystal, oh stuck it in this horse's head, and it changed his personality. Caught in the heart of a gamma bomb explosion. <laughs> All right. Also, um. Fisheye, he's not turning back into a fish. Right. His hands always look like that whenever you see him in the bar. Right. So, okay, so it's just that he's disguised when he's out there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I thought they were becoming more fishy because they get more webbed than we see them. But it's we usually don't see his hands up that close. Yeah, we don't usually focus on them. But they're always green and scaly and gross. At this point, Fisheye knows who Sailor Moon is. Knows where Pegasus is. <laughs> like is like, hey, I've been to the house. I know they're about to go to bed. Let's get this done. But no, no, no. Uh, he, yes, uh, no, yes, gets it done. It's done. Yeah, the the, the end. I guess. <laughs> no, no, it's not the end. But Fisheye gets it done. Fisheye, right then and there, kidnaps Chibiusa. Well, but there's another there's another conversation though that Fisheye has. Yes, except. Chibiusa gets kidnapped immediately because the next thing you see is Usagi coming home. Yeah, no. Chibiusa is kidnapped immediately. And the only reason why the rest of the bad guys do not realize that is because they do not answer Fisheye's question. Fisheye is smart enough in negotiation to be like, if we give this to you, do we actually get the thing that we want? Right. What what we will learn later is that Chibiusa has been put into a rock and stuck into a, a 
a pocket dimension. Because the next thing we actually see is yeah. Oh yeah, just casually mention that. Yeah, yeah. It's Can fine. I be real with you? You may. Can I be a hundred percent? Right now, of course. Yeah. I watched this episode twice, and I am so fuzzy on the details because it is so bonkers. Yeah, Usagi comes home, and and Usagi's mom, as you said, in her one scene, gets to go. Isn't Chibi with you? And Usagi's like, no, I left her here. Where is she? And they don't know. Chibi is already missing as of this moment. Right. So we cut back to the Dead Moon Circus, and that's where Fisheye is like, hey, uh, as Kel said, uh, hey, do we actually get this thing? Because even if we look human, which we mostly do, <laughs> I I have fish hands and, and elf ears, but mostly human. We don't have dreams. And as we all know, dreams are what make you human. Okay. And if you remember when he tried to pull a dream mirror out of Tiger's eye, it didn't happen. That is one of my favorite scenes, by oh, the amazing, way. Amazing. Where last episode where Fisheye does the one, two, three to Tiger's eye and then just leaves him. Uh, wonderful. So good. Do you yeah. know but, what was very frustrating for me about watching the next episode? What? The one, two, three is completely unnecessary. Also, Sticking your head in someone's dream mirror is also completely unnecessary. Uh, yes, right. no, I know. But hold we'll on, hold on. We'll it. get to that. So, so this is the next part about the dream conversation. Now, I mean, I, I guess the answer is Fisheye is just wrong. But what he says is, "Hey, but can we really be considered human? Because all humans have beautiful dreams." And I'm like, "Hold on, no, they don't. No, it's all humans have dreams." That that's not n- necessarily I'm, beautiful ones. Even I don't think that's what he says. If we don't have beautiful dreams, right. we'd be human in appearance only. Right. That is literally what he says. So uh, that's why I was like, since when do all humans have beautiful dreams? And then that also made me think, what makes a dream beautiful? <laughs> like, are we judging qualities of dreams? Like, Listen, if you don't have beautiful dreams, then you are just a huskless shell walking around, going through the motions of life. <laughs> yeah, you. We we would call that like a Jordan. Like you're a oh, Jordan. You <laughs> fuck it. By the way, if you don't have beautiful dreams, you know that you're a fucking piece of shit. So, again, if we're dream, I, I mean, I, I guess if we're judging the quality of the dreams, then we could say, yeah, they were dreaming of banging ladies, and that's why those were not beautiful enough dreams. You know what would be great is if I didn't have to hear the phrase banging ladies on this show. <laughs> well, ever. I got good news for you. We're almost done with the Amazon trio. <laughs> Fisheye goes, hey, are we going to actually be human or are you just going to lock us in these human-ish forms that we're currently in? Please answer me, Madame Zirconia. Madame Zirconia's answer is, fuck you, that's my answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly a direct quote. Yeah, Madame Zirconia, like, does, like, gives a heart Vader shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Fisheye's heart. Yep. And then it's just like, yeah, how'd you like that? That's what happens when you fucking ask me questions. Uh, also, very out of character, Tiger's Eye is like, please stop, Madame Zirconia. Like, oh, d- this is the first time you have been seen to give a shit, guys. I feel like Tiger's Eye shit got real for him when he realized he is a literal tiger. <laughs> yeah, this is where Madame Zirconia calls them lowly wild beasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta get my shit together. Then Zircon... Zircon. Uh, does his little uh, hologram projection of Fisheye meeting Usagi, and Madame Zirconia just makes a stupid assumption that is 100% wrong. Oh, looks like that's the one who has Pegasus. Well, it's it's not... It's it's wrong, but I think saying it's 100% wrong, she she got that it was 
Usagi. <laughs> no. Chris, let me just tell you. Either you got a horse in you or you don't. <laughs> it's an either or prospect. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Fair, I guess. <laughs> uh, then we see the magical orb that changed you into a human form. This is so, this is pretty weird. Okay, to be fair, what? this is pretty He's... weird. Yeah, no, this is where things are just super awful. creepy kids talking about it or l- silently giggling in silhouette. It's like a giant fish egg caviar. It's 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 a germatoid. Okay. This is this is from last season. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Zirconia's like, "Yeah, this turned you into humans and it can grant you one more wish." What? Yeah, this <laughs> at, at this point it is playing pretend with a child. <laughs> This show is this show is pretend with a five year old because it's like yeah well I actually have this magic orb and it granted wishes previously but it can only now grant one more wish unless you get the horn then unless it can you do get the crystal horn pretty much anything Pegasus which can also grant wishes but you won't have beautiful dreams Ugh. this is why it was great to watch when it was age appropriate for the target audience <laughs> we're bad people for watching this Chris. I mean, you're a bad person, oh. comma, and you're watching this. Gotcha, gotcha. Unrelated. Uh, so she gives Hawkeye, Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, Hawkeye, the giant caviar, and uh, he jumps into re- the world and then says, okay, Tiger's Eye, you take care of Fish Eye. Fish Eye's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, wee, I'm out of here. <laughs> kicks his ass backflips out and then he backflips out as well i don't know or he frontward flips out i don't know how he knows where she went he oh geez how he knows where he went Ugh. just use the names how tiger's eye knows where fish eye went yes i don't know the answer to that but there you are then you get as kel was saying the cackling girls yes just being shadows. creepy and silhouette mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I was working for an evil mastermind, yeah, more than I currently do. Oh, thank you, uh, thank you for calling me a, a mastermind. That's pretty nice of you, Isaac. And I like, I would get real worried if I saw someone who looked kind of like me in silhouette. <laughs> so I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, getting towards the end of my arc." <laughs> yep. Maybe that's why Tiger's Eye has a sudden change of heart. Yeah. I mean, they don't look that much alike. They're just flamboyantly dressed. I mean, to be like the witches, they, we also saw this with the witches five, where we saw the witches five in silhouette before we actually got rid of. Uh, I think it was even Kaelinite. Yep. Before we got rid of her, we saw like Eugil uh, in silhouette. I think you're right. I think you're right. So that. Oh no. So then, what happens is that silhouette. One of them. They they all hold out colorful balls and one of them casually drops it on the ground and it rolls into a party hat (laughs) yeah and at this point at this point if you're me watching this today for the first time you're like okay gonna be a party hat monster just probably a totally normal (laughs) non-terrifying non-murderous party hat monster got it cool that's adorable yeah, man. Wild. And that brings us... You, you can say it. To the act break. 
How you doing, Jordan? I'm all right. I'm tired and hot. I'm tired, too. Kel? It's so fucking hot. <laughs> it's like 95 degrees here. Yeah. I'm dying. That you know what wonderful. I would like to do? What's that? I would like to make a fan that <gasps> I could cool myself off with a little bit. Maybe maybe wake up a little bit. Uh, but only out of crisp $100 bills. <laughs> See, I thought you were talking about you'd want a fan... Like a fan of our show who would go to patreon.com slash seller business and support us. Yeah, that too. You know what? <laughs> Yours is probably better. It makes me sound like less of an asshole. <laughs> Maybe we should have gone with that. Uh, Jordan, what? How can people support this show? Well, they can go to patreon.com slash sailor business and they could become a patron of the show, which means they give it financial support. For as little as a dollar a month, they can make us happy. In our lives. Also, they can get things like uh, audio clips that are cut out of this show, like the stuff we talked about Buffy earlier this episode. You won't know what it is unless you're a patron at the $5 level. And what else? Uh, we actually have made progress on yeah, our Yeah, that's pins. the big announcement we have this week, everybody. Uh, we have settled on the pins. Mm-hmm. We're going to have two new pin designs. That's We're right. going to have a new Sailor Business pin in addition to the Tennis Ball Sailor Moon. And we're going to have a Xena pin if you're a fan of Xena business. And what we're going to do, you don't need to worry about it just yet. We are still working on getting the designs finalized and getting the pins produced and everything. But uh, when that month comes, we'll give everybody plenty of notice. And if you're at the $15 level, when the month flips over, then we will. uh, It's new pin time for everybody. You'll just have to tell us which pin you want. There will be three options. And presumably, if you are already a $15 backer, you already have Tennis Ball Sailor Moon. That one will continue to be available. Uh, I think we've we've still got plenty from our initial print run of that. Uh, but if we run out, we can get more made. We're pretty excited. Do we want to talk about what the new pin designs are? Because we've settled on them. Do we want to do we want to say that's a good question? Um, I think we've already I mean, we've definitely already talked about all of the ideas that we are doing. So, yeah, we might as well say it now. We kept Tennis Ball Sailor Moon a pretty big secret. Yeah. And I feel good about that. Uh, We'll be having, uh, by the way, that first Tennis Ball Sailor Moon pin was designed by Katie Donnelly, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. a friend of the show. She is going to be doing our new design for Sailor Business, which is an act sorry pin. Yay. I'm so excited. Featuring Luna acting sorry. Can I see? That one has not yet been drawn. Okay. Yeah, we are in the we are in the designing process of that, but it's going to be great. Katie is great. That pin's going to be great. But what is drawn is the Xena Warrior Business pin. Chris. Well, we'll talk about that on Xena Warrior Biz. Oh. How about that? We'll reveal that one <gasps> oh my on our goodness. next episode why don't we're you, recording this week. But, but Chris, why don't but you... I still want to yeah, see that's it, that's what Chris. I was going to say. Can you show it to <laughs> Kel so Kel can do a, a reaction without telling anyone what it is? <laughs> Get the reaction live. Okay. Now I am giving the pin, showing the pin to Kel. It's very good. <laughs> it's very, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you'll just want to wear it in public, won't you? Yep. <laughs> yep. Delightful. If you are already a $15 backer and you have not gotten your tennis ball Sailor Moon pin in, please email sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com so I can find out. I know I have a couple that I need to send. I have a couple that are in the wind, but I just want to make sure that nobody gets left out before this new set of pins and the new rules happen. So please email us uh, so I can get you your pins for tennis ball Sailor Moon. All right. So you're going to want to get in on this pin action for sure. They are super cool. 
Yeah. And like I said, we've got plenty of time before that is actually uh, going to be going into effect. So if you have any questions, if you have suggestions or any concerns, you can always hit us up through Patreon at patreon.com slash sailor business, or you can email us at sailor business podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we should thank our newest patron. Of course. We have uh, we have a couple of people to thank. CJ. Thank you very much, CJ. We appreciate your patronage. And Tim. Tim, thank you for helping us out, man. Thank you to CJ and Tim for being this week's newest backers. And thank you to all of our backers who really help us keep doing the show. Uh, and we appreciate you and are glad that you appreciate us. Yay. Jordan, do you want to do like one Twitter question? Just one? Just one. Well, here's a great question. Okay. From test subject Luke. If all the Sailor Scouts were horses and Pegasus was a human with wings and a horn, would it make things more or less creepy? <laughs> Super creepy. <laughs> I... <laughs> Listen, then he's just a dude going around trying to fuck horses. <laughs> Whereas a, a horse trying to fuck a person, like at least they're aspiring to something. <laughs> I think it's like equally weird. And like the thing is, it's not until you put it in those terms that you really have to confront how weird this season is. <laughs> Cuz I think it's equally as weird. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Is that the only one you want to do or you want me to that's, find another? That's it. Nope, I that's said it. one and you picked one. one? That's I the did. one you picked. No, please do more. Okay, one more. One more. <laughs> please do more. Okay. Which Sailor Senshi would make the best stand-up comedy special? Did I already do that one? Uh, Venus. Venus. You think so? You think she could pull off jokes? She can't even say sayings right. That's why she'd be funny. So we would be laughing at her for her entire comedy special? Yeah. Oh, that's harsh. That's terrible. I mean, I feel like... Well, I was going to say... I was going to say that Neptune is good at every artistic endeavor, but I cannot imagine her doing stand-up. Nope. <laughs> I mean, Ray would certainly say she was good at it. I st- it's got to be Minako. Yeah, right. like, it's kind of because there isn't really any other options that it has to be <laughs> Minako. I don't know, maybe Ami. Really? Yeah, I feel like Ami could look to the heart of the cards on that one. Oh, wait, is she going to get the math of comedy? Yeah, she's going to see the patterns. Or she would do, like, Something super duper dry that maybe not everyone will get, but if you do get it, it's hilarious. I think here's 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 the answer. It's Yusagi because she's the queen of the universe, and she's like, guys, I'm gonna do a comedy special, and it's gonna be funny, and everybody's like, oh, we gotta laugh. I guess she's the queen of everything. That's not the, Jordan. We need to have a conversation about what the word Yusagi. best means. <laughs> the most successful, right? Financially, best best profitable i can tell you about how yusagi would be the best werewolf wait, wait what all right i <laughs> guess we're doing this now <laughs> um because it's based on um mtv's teen wolf okay uh, the power of friendship makes you a better werewolf basically how what makes a werewolf better okay in teen wolf they never say it but what they do say is if a werewolf has a pack they're stronger and then later on they say, but having a pack just means having friends. So literally the power of friendship makes you a better werewolf. That is pretty unassailable logic. I, again, I, I agreed. I'm just, I just don't understand what is a better werewolf versus a worse werewolf. Better werewolf? 
Well, watch Teen Wolf and find out. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess in most werewolf stories that I like and am familiar, super familiar with, the best werewolf is the one who like gets themselves killed because it's a terrible, tragic story about how awful it is and they hate it. Your understanding of stories is so weird. No, no, no. That's not a, a misunderstanding. <laughs> I like horror movies, not not movies about how awesome it is to be a werewolf. Like. <laughs> We're talking about the difference between like Twilight and American Werewolf in London, <sighs> which I guess you would never watch. Listen, I can tell you all about werewolves, but that is an hour-long extra <laughs> it's thing. Playing. It's playing, everybody. The eye catch is So we're back, everybody, and it's time for a Sailor Scout meeting. Yeah, but it's not held at the temple, Chris. Oh, it's no. not even really a Sailor Scout meeting. It's just a look for Chibi meeting, but not really. Yeah, this is this. <laughs> as we have often said, there are situations uh, in which the the Sinchi are the ones you want to call monsters, people ripping out hearts, dudes turning into glitter and ascending to heaven. You want Sailor Moon there for that. This is more of like a regular police situation when you have a missing child. Well, I mean, spoiler, the child's in a pocket dimension. The police aren't going to do yeah, shit. No, it does turn out to be a Sailor Moon situation. It's really funny, though, that Usagi is like, hey, guys, we got to look for Chibi. Um, actually, we're looking for this rando girl that uh, you guys don't know. Well, they're looking but for I both. brought to my house. But really, they're looking for the girl because uh, Usagi definitely is like, oh, she probably went to play somewhere. <laughs> They're looking for both, though. Yeah, well, Usagi never really makes the connection. Hey, this stranger that I let into my house right before my future daughter disappeared. I wonder if those are related. Probably not. Oh, poor Usagi. Never understanding. She she takes she takes the scouts. She she has the scouts meet her at the place where she met Fisheye on the bench. And so the the girls are all going. So does she become to this bench? in an alleyway a lot and she's like no she's never been here before what are you talking about and they're like what the fuck is wrong with you Usagi why are we here uh okay so then they all split up and go looking and Hawk's Eye shows up and without looking don't but look I feel like we should talk about their outfits oh because there aren't any fashion corner opportunities in this whole episode okay then let's do a quick let's do a quick fashion corner Kel uh what, what do you got for us I really like Jupiter's outfit. Jupiter's like outfit the, like, is stellar. Really? Yeah. The turtleneck I like. The 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 pink pants like up to past her her navel are a little much. The high waisted pink pants? Yeah, I don't know. But they're very That's good. It's like a 90s thing. It's very 90s and I don't I think it's a bad 90s thing is the thing. <laughs> they're like high waisted capris too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're very good. They're ve- like they they like and with they're like button down with like a billion buttons, probably not a billion buttons, because they're so big. Yeah. Uh, I like Usagi's cardigan that she's wearing. Sure. That seems to be sheer. I like Ami's outfit. I feel like we've seen Ami's outfit before. Am I wrong? That yeah, is a classic I feel like Ami. it's one we've seen before, but I, I do like it. It's a classic Amy outfit that I appreciate. I like Mina's outfit. It's more traditional than I'm used to seeing Mina in. It look, looks almost a little 
formal, not formal, but a little formal. But I, but I think it looks, it suits her. It looks good on her. I do not like Mina's dress. Really? No, it's I. I don't like. I don't like the. I don't like that color. Yeah, because it's a it's a a green dress like long sleeved with a weird like squared off like sailor collar. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care for it. Uh, Ray's outfit is looks like she's about to guest star on an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I wonder what her planet needs from the Enterprise or some yes yeah, some something from the sixties. A hundred percent. She's wearing a moon pendant, which I'm like. Step off. That's Usagi's thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Makoto was the winner here. Yeah. For sure. All right. All right. I'll I'll get Oh, it I to forgot her. this is the Ami outfit that has the choker. Look at the nice little 90s accessory. What's 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 on the choker? Just a little just a little th- like just a, yeah, nothing. A bauble. Okay. All so right. They, so they split up and Hawkeye shows up. Right. And without looking, do not okay. look, do not count it. How many seconds does he spend trying to seduce Usagi before he just does the one, two, three? He just flat out says, you're not my type, uh, so Zero. one, two, three. <laughs> no, no, no. He doesn't say she's not his type. He says, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say I'm not your type. And then kind of just goes, well, then fuck it. <laughs> no, no. He says, you, you don't think you're my type right that's what i'm saying yeah yeah so he's like yeah look i know you think you don't have a chance with me and then but he, one two three and that's it yeah boom immediately the thing drops he's no longer in disguise how many seconds how long he did like zero like I, three I, seconds it is a grand total from his first line of spit and game to uh, snapping his fingers to start the one, two, three, nine seconds. Why? Why even bother at that point? Just show up in costume. Just do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have taken, last time we saw him, he was in costume. So it took effort to dress up and then undress. Yeah. For nothing. So Usagi gets one, two, three. Well, she'll be fine. It, like, she's the main character. I wonder what the people who listen to this show without watching the episode think a one, two, three is. We've talked about what it is. Have, have we described it? I, I don't think we have because I would not want to. I, I'm I'm positive we have, but it is still possible that when we talk about sticking your heads into people's beautiful dreams, they're they're imagining the wrong thing. Yeah. So her dream mirror comes out and then Hawk's eye is about to stick his head in her dream mirror. <laughs> and then Fisheye shows up and goes, hey, she's the wrong one. And then Tiger's Eye shows up and starts pro wrestling Fish Eye. Yep. Yep. Got him locked in the full Nelson, going for that submission finish. So, but they're but now Fish Eye is is subdued. They're definitely going to look in her dream. Yeah. But then uh, a shadow moves across the ground. What? And this cute little little kitty cat clown guy shows up. What's his name, Chris? Uh, that's Mister Magic Pierrot. <laughs> <laughs> or Piero, Piero, I guess is the Mr. Magic Piero. I do like that to push Hawkeye out of the way, he just like cartwheels in and then like pushes him away with his giant butt. Butt bump. Yeah, he's really funny. He's just a funny, fun guy. Like what a goofy, what a goofy villain for this uh this episode. A cat clown. Yeah, a little kitty cat clown. He's got just, big cartoon gloves. Yeah. He's just he's just a friendly guy. Uh, he sticks his head in the dream mirror and sees the Pegasus isn't in there. And then he starts slowly rotating in midair. 
And that's where things start to get weird and terrifying. This is the legit scariest monster we've had since episode one. So yeah. don't ever see it, I guess, Chris. <laughs> yeah, not not my thing. Because um, Piro takes off his hat. I feel like they were trying to make him cute to keep you off guard. So when he starts to pull out murder tools, you're surprised. Yeah. So he pulls off his hat. He shoots out a like a like the playing card symbol, the spade and uh, shoots it. And it loops back around and just shatters Isagi's dream mirror, which appears to kill her. Giving her nothing but shattered dreams. Okay, so this is a thing. This is to go back to Jordan's are they dreams or ambitions Mm -hmm, or whatever. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think maybe they're souls? I think everything is a soul. I think a pure heart is a soul. Because in a lot of religion, animals don't have souls. And so that would be the explanation for why fish's eye, hawk's eye, and tiger's don't. Tiger's Eye don't have quote unquote beautiful dreams is because they don't have souls. Yeah, uh, I remember when Jehovah's Witnesses came to our apartment uh, many, many years ago and talked to my wife about it and told her that our cats didn't have souls and they wouldn't go to the afterlife and they they existed only for our amusement. And she was like, all right, you have to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very interesting theological debate, but uh, I think you might be glossing over the fact that Sailor Moon is fucking dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because she doesn't have a soul. Yeah, her soul has been destroyed and she falls <laughs> yes. to the ground, eyes that, open, that no is pupils. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> she's not dead. She's like a hollow husk of a person, like like you accused me of being. Yeah, but like you can still move around and talk. That's she's true. fucking dead. <laughs> she is face down on the cement. Uh, and then Piero shoots out another one and blows a fucking hole in Hawkeye's chest. Yeah. But Hawk's Eye pushes Fish out of the way to sit. He does it to save Fish's eye. Yeah, the, the the title of this episode in the uh, the Always Sunny version is like the gang learns self sacrifice. Uh, it's the gang gets fucking murdered. <laughs> That's what it's really. <laughs> the gang what gets it is. murdered because <laughs> there's look this this is Sailor Moon. We all know we've seen Memoru get impaled like five times uh-huh, at this uh-huh, point. Uh-huh. It happens all the time. Hawkeye gets a fucking bloody hole blown in his chest and then stands there shaking and staring at it. And then we get long reaction shots of Tiger's Eye and Fish Eye silently screaming. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty effed. Yeah, it's wild. So then Hawkeye, still alive, pulls out his uh, fire breathing trick, much like Xena with the Warrior Princess does. Uh, but... Hero just casually takes his hat off, absorbs all that fire. Oh, you can't hurt him or stop him at all. And now here's the part I like uh, where he dies. But no, it's the part before he dies. They talk to him about the fact that he just sacrificed himself, that he just took a, not a bullet, but took a bullet for, for Fisheye. And he basically says, yeah, I learned that we are too pathetic to keep going as we are. So it's better if I die to to maybe allow you guys to live. And I was like, that's some self-awareness at the last minute. Yeah, I'm, like I think, them getting told, like, shit's getting real made them reassess their whole situation. I wish that we would have had a scene in the bar uh, where they were just like, hey, are we, like, just total garbage dumps? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
It wouldn't be always sunny if they did that. Uh. <laughs> so then uh, Hawkside dies, and then we get a super tight close-up of half of this cat clown's face laughing. <laughs> this episode's fucking terrifying. Jordan, you must love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so then Fisheye tries to kill him with knives. Because they all have circus tricks. So it's like Hawkeye, Hawkeye was the fire breather and Fish's Eye, he's the knife thrower. And Tiger's Eye is supposed to be like the lion tamer, which is why Tiger's Eye has like the whip. Mm-hmm. The, and none of it works. The knives turn into butterflies. Yep. The whip turns into a snake that almost bites him. Oh, the whip turns into a snake after uh, Piro looks at it. And uh, his eyes turn demon red. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a question. Please. Has anyone pointed out to you that Tiger's Eye's earrings are razor, razor blades? blades? Absolutely. Absolutely. We mentioned that pretty early on. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. He's just hanging out with razor blades on his ears. <laughs> He's uh, a dangerous tiger, man. We get another quick shot of Sailor Moon's corpse. Uh, <laughs> so then... Fisheye comes up with a plan. Because Hawkeye gave him the weird protozoa orb that can grant a wish that we've never seen before. Well, one time. We saw it last episode, but yeah. So the plan is, he turns to Tiger's Eye and goes, listen, our only chance of being human, I, I get it. Our only chance of being human is this, that we get the fucking gold crystal or whatever the fuck it's called out of that horse's head. And we put it in here and we get to be human forever. But right now we're getting our fucking asses kicked. And I, for one, would rather wipe that fucking smirk off that clown's face even than be human. Like, let me do this. Let's fucking kill that piece of shit. <laughs> I, it's weird that you remembered all of that dialogue <laughs> exactly as it is said on the show. <laughs> and Tiger's Eye says, fuck yeah. <laughs> So then Fisheye opens up a portal to the fucking pocket dimension and out pops a crystalline. I can't believe you didn't think this was the weirdest episode of the show. <laughs> Fisheye opens up a portal to the pocket dimension and out comes a crystal with Chibiusa in it. This is the first we've seen of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The crystal goes away. Chibiusa is woken up to see Usagi's dead body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like you couldn't have brought Usagi... Back to life before bringing out the tiny child and traumatizing them? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. So they use their wish to pull a time reverse on Usagi and put her soul back in her and give her her eyes back. Here's because, you know, she had dead eyes like a doll's eyes. That's what you want to see, right, kids? Your your good friend and hero Sailor Moon with dead doll's eyes. Like somebody who had their, their heart pulled out, their pure heart pulled out. Yeah, the show does recycle its ideas. <laughs> but I, 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 I will tell you, part of me did, even though I don't want Sailor Moon to be dead, part of me did, was kind of like that it should have been like, oh, you believed that wish thing? <laughs> like, that was some bullshit that she was telling you. There's no fucking wish in a blobby egg. What are you talking about? But no. Uh, so in this episode, the role of Tuxedo Mask will be played by Fisheye, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who says... Quickly, transform into Sailor Moon. Oh, and they do. And I love right after they transform the cut to like demon eyed cat clown guy. Like they could not make him look more sinister. 
I will do away with all of you unneeded ones. Yeah, and his, like, face is in shadow while he's flipping out. Fortunately, all the other Sailor Senshi show up, and this is kind of bullshit because Mars does Fire Soul, uh, and we've previously seen him absorb fire. Clearly, no Mars's Fire Soul is a better trick than uh, Hawkeye's uh, Fire Breathing And this trick. is the one I mean, okay. where, where they don't animate Fire Soul, right? They just yeah. kind of paint a nice fire soul picture and go, yeah, you get it. So we get a quick moon gorgeous meditation, and then we say goodbye, stage out, to the most successful monster. The one that killed Sailor Moon. Yeah. I mean, she's died before. I mean, right. actually, Beryl is the most successful because she killed all the Sailor Sentry. Twice. But, <laughs> yes, she twice. twice. Uh, so... He gets second place in most successful villain. And then Usagi's like, hey, Fisheye, why'd you save me? And Usagi goes, you're full of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is so weird. I also like Mina still does not recognize Tigersai or Hawksai. No. Yeah. Uh, then they Fish's eye is enveloped in water. Tiger's eye in fire and hawk's eye in feathers. And okay. they just turn back into animals. Dead animals. There's now a dead tiger in Maxfield Stan Memorial Park. Right. And I so badly wanted that to be where that ended. Just so there could exist like a newspaper article where they're like, there was some sort of fucking satanic ritual in the park. <laughs> we don't know what went down, but there were these fucking dead hawk, a dead lion, a dead tiger, I mean, and a dead like fighting fish or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> it's like an enormous, uh, what are those fighting fish called? It's a weird looking fish. Well, it's, it doesn't look like a fighting fish. It looks like a lion fish, but it's the wrong colors. Kind of. So this, in, well, this conversation has been going on. Pegasus just been hanging out. Yep. Just watching. Pegasus is like, check it. And then Pegasus resurrects the dead and gives them souls. Dreams. Listen, they did say that Pegasus had the power to make them human. And I guess Madame Zarconia wasn't lying about that. Yeah. And then they turn into little balls of light and and then they go into the mirrors. And they live in the dreaming with Matthew or with Daniel, I mean. So this was like the one part of when I watched it as a kid, I had a problem with because it was like, so they got reincarnated as people, but now they're orb things yeah. in dreamland. Why don't they get to have like goofy civilian lives like uh the sisters. Uh Katsy, Berta, yeah, the Spectre. Yeah, sisters. they have to be fireflies in the weird dream swamp that 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 he hangs yeah. out in. I I because because they suck. I mean, I guess they have to have some penance, right? Like they were still terrible people. Yeah. They were animals. They didn't. Okay. So this brings me up to the reason. Part of the reason why I picked this episode is because one of my favorite fan theories is about the Amazon trio. Okay. Let's hear it. Which is we always only see them in a bar. Okay. And then we find out that they're animals that have been magicked into human form. Okay. But all their like schemes to seduce people are very like meet cute like i saw this in a romantic comedy and surely this will work so the thought process is 
Maybe they just learned how to interact from pe- with people from really old TV and movies. So it's like the female Quixote, or I guess regular Don Quixote as well. So it's just like, oh, this meet cute. That's how you get people to like you, and then surely it will work. And then they get upset when it doesn't, because in movies, that shit always works. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe it. So I like that explanation for like, they just, that's why they have all this problematic behavior because of TV. I'll buy it. There is a cut to the Sailor Scouts watching the animals that were just resurrected from the dead as people and then turned into orbs and then going into mirrors. There's a reaction shot and they all are just full on. Hey, what the hell is happening? (laughs) Especially Jupiter. I appreciate them being like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah, Makoto is, like, if you look at it, like, you could maybe, like, Ami and and Rei as like, wow, what a, what a moment. But Usagi and especially Makoto are just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, uh, I, would, I would also like to know what the fuck is happening. No. Souls that possess dreams will surely find salvation. Is Pegasus Jesus... Because, listen, I've been doing a, a podcast about the Bible lately, and we just did all the Gospels, and Pegasus is doing a lot of Jesus stuff. He's the Dream Lord. We already talked about Listen, you guys told me no spoilers. <laughs> you gotta tell me if Pegasus is Jesus. He is not Jesus. Okay. I'm telling you, he's the Lord of Dreams. He is Morpheus. You're, you were right. Yeah. Oh, then the mirrors explode, by the way. <laughs> you mean the thing that so- killed Sailor Moon? Yeah, well, but they explode into glitter. Oh, Nephrite style. Yeah. And then the Aurora Borealis happens at, at this time of year, at this latitude. It's pretty mental. The whole thing is pretty mental. Yeah. And then we just cut back to the Dead Moon Circus, and Madame Jacuni's like, your turn now, uh, Amazonas Quartet. <laughs> and then they creepily giggle in silhouette. Yeah. And that's when we see, yes. The three balls of light that used to be people that used to be animals, that used to be people that used to be animals, are just floating around the dream swamp. Yeah, man. Yep. This is the weirdest fucking episode of Sailor Moon of all time. Now, here's the most important question. Yes? Do you believe that they have redeemed themselves at all? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, they're terrible. I mean, because they no. had a happy ending. No. As we've established, uh, they're doing some time in that dark forest in the dream world. Yeah, they, they, like in the, in the, I believe in the book of Matthew, it is written about the outer darkness. <laughs> Jordan, you should take a look at it sometime. Oh, gosh. Okay. Like, if you told me, hey, you're going to turn into a Christmas tree ornament and then go live in a dark swamp with a talking horse. I'd be like, mm, that's not my conception of hell, but it feels like somebody's conception of hell. I will maybe limbo, <laughs> Lim- purgatory at best. Yeah, they are removed from the sight of God or <laughs> Sailor Moon in this case, who is the God Queen uh, of the universe. I mean, they're but they're living inside of Shibi's dreams. Do no, their Pegasus can go in anyone's dream. So whose dream is it? Is the swamp a dream? Yes. It's a dreamland. Yeah. And is this the, this is a swamp from No, the but hang on. See, this is your you, this is yeah. exactly it. Where the where the scouts are naked. You just for said a dreamland, which again 
if we're talking about the realm of our nightly dreams that we dream, I get what you're talking about. But what is aspiration land? What is what is that? And why does it look like a swamp? You said no spoilers. Okay. All right. (laughs) We'll get there, I guess. What have we learned? It's time for us to talk about what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business Says. Kel, we will start with you. What did you learn from this television show? I learned some good negotiation skills from Fish's Eye. Being like, we have that thing you want, but you have to give us our thing that we want if you want it. Jordan? Oh, geez, Louise. I learned, well, I learned that if you, <laughs> I, at least I think I learned that uh, if you, can insert yourself into someone's aspirations, they have no choice but to love you. That's so gross. <laughs> How about you, Chris? <laughs> that was pretty, that was a rough one, buddy. <laughs> He's incepting her, I told you. I learned that I'm struggling, guys. To learn something? Folks. No, no, I'm struggling with the concept of this show. Oh my. Like over the over the past twenty two episodes, I have really had to confront the question. I have said it on the show before: Is Sailor Moon bad? <laughs> now it it has become clear. I just no longer understand Sailor Moon. <laughs> it has moved beyond my ability to comprehend. Oh my! Poor Sailor Moon. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Final thoughts on this episode. I'm pinning it number one weirdest episode of all time. What could come close? I mean, there's one where they meet a dinosaur. I feel like Saturn suddenly being a baby and then being like, here, Uranus and Neptune, take this baby. Um, That is pretty weird. That's pretty weird. That is pretty weird. But that's like, that happens at the end of an episode. That's like the last five minutes of an episode. This thing is from Jump Street bonkers. Before that, Saturn is like possessed, but then depossessed, but then possessed by a different thing and then goes into another dimension, destroys that other dimension, somehow comes back as a baby and then is given to Uranus and Neptune. One time a fish that was turned into a dude pretended to be a fairy girl and an artist was just like, obviously you're really a fairy. That's just a show about a guy who also has problems comprehending things <laughs> yeah i think okay all right what this else one got? and kel i think you're making a strong case for the the s finale as a strong number two yeah uh there was one time when a dj did a show at a planetarium <laughs> that's just a cool night i don't know what <laughs> kel do you have any final thoughts on this episode animals don't have souls <laughs> coming down coming down hard that's what sailor moon is teaching us uh yeah this if you had told me half a year ago if you had been like Uh uh hey uh uh supers is gonna be rough you're gonna have a real hard time you're not gonna like the amazon trio their last episode is the weirdest thing that has ever happened on the show i would have had a much easier time getting through this i do not want spoilers but I feel like that would have, I would have at least had it to look forward to in one sense. Well, Chris, next season's weirder. I, I have, I don't, what am I going to do if this show gets any weirder? <laughs> next season is definitely weirder. 
and I will say this: Sailor Moon's not bad. Supers okay. is bad. <laughs> Supers is pretty bad. But I still like Sailor Moon. Good, good, good. Kel, before we get out of here, uh, can you tell everybody where to find you online? Uh, so I have comics that you can read at kelmcdonald.com. I'm on Twitter as Kelhound, which is spelled like Hellhound, but with a K. Then I'm on Patreon as Kel McDonald. You can get my magical girl comic, Misfits of Avalon, uh, at any comic shop or bookstore. Uh, it's published by Dark Horse Comics. And yeah, that about covers it. Yay. And Jordan, where can everybody find us? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does a bevy of other podcasts about such topics as varied as Power Rangers, Pokemon, Kingdom Hearts, James Bond, crazier reinventions of, uh, of old uh, uh, public ideas. Okay, that was a bad pitch. But trust me, there's good stuff in there. How about you, Chris? Uh, people can find all of my stuff by going to the-isb.com. You can find the other podcasts that I do, including uh, Warwick and Ajax, Movie Fighters, Apocrypals, Snack Situation. It's the podcast where I eat snacks. It's fun. <laughs> it's a good time. Everybody likes it. What's the most recent thing you ate for it? Uh, what did we do for the most recent Snack Situation? We, uh, let's see, we did a bunch of bad Oreos at a con. Oh, no, we did a, we did a uh, Sundrop versus Mountain Dew taste test. What's Sundrop? For Snack Situation. I, I forgot to promote my podcast. Oh, what do you think? Kill yeah. by all means. So I do a, a podcast where me and my buddies, Joe and Molly, we watch season one of different TV shows um, called A Series of First Impressions. And that you can, it's monthly and you can just listen to that on iTunes or wherever you uh -huh, uh -huh. listen to your podcasts. Then I also do a podcast called Dirty Old Ladies, which is advice for indie comic book artists. Cool. It is a whole bunch of, we go over both the art side of things and the business side of things and also like some self-care mental health things. So if you're interested in making comics for a living, you should give that a go. Awesome. All right, so that's going to do it for Sailor Business episode 149. We're going to be back next week for Sailor Business episode 150. We did it, which means, wow. A, well, actually, it's more like episode 153, <laughs> considering. Uh, but we've got less than a year left, unless we take a bunch of skip weeks like we did this past year. I'm but sure we will. Theoretically, less than a year left of Sailor Moon. We're in the wow. we're in the final quarter, dude. That's intense. That is intense, and I can't wait because I there's a lot of fun in store. The countdown is beginning next week to the end? Question mark. No, we're gonna do more stuff. Don't worry about it. Wait, what? We'll, we'll be here as long as we can. What? You gotta read the manga <laughs> and watch Crystal. Oh, we're we're gonna watch Pretty Guardian. That's gonna happen. There's nowhere to watch it. I feel like we can find it. Anyway, that's it, everybody. Uh, join us next week for an episode where, where Momo's back. Why not? Yep. At this point, why not? Uh, join us next week for the Amazonus Nightmare from Behind the Mirrors. <laughs> and until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.